Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 3, Episode 2 of Season 3, and if you're counting, this is Episode 102. I'm Craig. I'm Britt. I'm Cinch. I'm Sean. We're all back. We're back for another week yes. of rankings. We're going to talk about running backs today. We are. And and I'm going to do a lot less talking than I typically do and do a lot of wrangling. So if I point at you, it doesn't mean that I like you or you're doing something wrong. It just means you're next to talk. Have you ever watched the McLaughlin Group? Not they had that old time, guy in the middle yes. who'd be like, Joe Smith, tell me what you think about the president. Wait, wait, well, so, I think next! so he doesn't like those people? I don't think what so. What was the Sunday morning sports thing? Sunday, oh, the, the sports, sports reporters. reporters. That's what it is. We're like the, uh, oh my God, what was the name of the guy who, uh, Dick Schapp was Dick the guy Schapp. who was, uh, I'm Dick Schapp? Jimmy God, I'm the a, Greek. I'm a no, lot better looking than Dick Schapp. <laughs> but like, but we're going to start where we always start. I have handed everyone a can, you except did. I handed a can for Sean and Cinch to split because they have 17 beers over there. Sean, why don't you open up that can? Bush. When I've handed you a can of Critical Mass, this is a beer by, uh, who makes this? The Brewer. Oh, there it is. Counterweight. Yeah. Counterweight. I totally blinked on this. Craig and I had this during season two, but I don't think Cinch and Sean have tried this particular beer. This is amazing. It's 8%. Yeah, it's a double. It's a double. It's a double IPA. I like it a great deal. Um, I actually bought a growler of it back for a podcast in episode two, and I just happened to find it at a <laughs> store this weekend, so I grabbed it. I remember that episode, and I I was thinking, I want to try that. Well, you're well, gonna, and I never it. did, and now I'm going well, to. Well, go ahead, because I'd love I'm to gonna. hear what you think of it. We've already been on record about what we think about it, so I want to hear what Cinch and Sean think about it. So, Cinch, what do you got for me? He's pondering. Thank this you. is my second favorite. Behind double ruffled feathers. Wow, the band like beer. We don't discuss double ruffled feathers. <laughs> you know they made another. Really, one. you like this? I love this. What do you mean this they made is really one? good? There's like another feathered ruffled one they made. Oh, they made a couple of those. Yeah. yeah. So you really like? <laughs> but this. you enjoy it. Huh? I like it a lot. Wait, it's very which, good. It's eight percent. It's very. It's sneaky strong. Tastes just like beer. I love that in a beer. <laughs> it's very <laughs> smooth, sneaky strong. And we just had the ice cream man during the last episode. This I like even better than the ice cream man. What, what do, do you think, think Sean? I I do like this better than Ice Cream Man, and it's definitely sneaky strong because it doesn't taste as, you know, strong as you think it would be. Um, I don't know. It's if definitely it's my second it's favorite definitely beer, or my favorite beer, yeah. but it's it's. You could rank them anywhere you want. So no, my second. So now here's the thing: counterweight beers notorious for being really high quality, mm-hmm. really craft oriented, but much cheaper than your average craft beer. You can find Headway IPA, which is their signature IPA, which is good. Yep. Yep. In four packs, sixteen ounce cans for under ten bucks, mm-hmm. and you can find them anywhere. A, a pack that would cost you twelve or thirteen bucks will cost you nine ninety nine with the counterweight. Even this, I think I paid twelve dollars for the four pack. That's not bad. And a lot of the craft IPAs these days, you pay value sixteen seventeen. Added. Value added. Where's yeah. the source? That's one of his <laughs> favorite things added. to say. Value added. Well, I'm glad you guys are enjoying it. I'm sorry I didn't bring more of it, but I drank two of them last weekend, so that's why there's only two of them for us to split tonight. But I, Sean has more beer, so. I like a beer that you could have two of and be done with it. Beer, 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 Instead beer. of Bud Light, where you have to just keep going and hope it, it this, kicks in. This like is that Bud beer. Light yes. <laughs> this is that beer. Last Sunday, uh, after the big move, I was sitting on my couch, and I was playing City of Heroes, um, which is an online MMORPG. And... Um, that's back, baby. It's back. And I, I had two of these. And by the end of the second one, 
I was calling our friend Deb. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Uh, oh, no. We didn't say hi, Deb. Oh, that, that's so. okay. We said oh, it twice. No. Now it's fine. Hey, I was baby. calling Deb Tom, which is her husband. And I was calling Tom Deb. So, um, yeah. Anyway, all right, Burning Hot Takes. Let's move on to Burning Hot Takes. I'm going to lead off because the last episode I kind of flew by mine, and mine takes some setup. So everybody remembers Rodney Harrison, legendary Patriots. Getting into the Patriot Hall of Fame in another couple of weeks. Currently currently a uh, analyst, and I'll put that in air quotes because he shows up on Sunday night for 15 minutes, looks at Tony Dungy and then agrees with him and then goes off the air. Um, on his recent or upcoming induction into the Patriot Hall of Fame. He uh, recently did an interview in which he called out anti-Patriot bias in the NFL Hall of Fame. I want to give you a couple of the names he says are people who should be Hall of Famers that are not Hall of Famers because they have Patriot bias. And get ready. This is going to go downhill quick. And we have a Patriot fan in the room. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to hear what he's going to say. Quote, I'm like Ty Law was the greatest defensive back I've ever played with. He's one of the best I've ever seen. Richard Seymour, Willie McGinnis, Troy Brown, Kevin Falk. These dudes were bad, bad dudes. They weren't just system guys. It's unfair when people say, as long as you had Tom and Bill. Well, dude, Tom and Bill can't get it done by themselves. It takes a lot of really smart, great players. End quote. Richard Seymour, Willie McGinnis, Troy Brown, Kevin Falk. In 20 words or less... Hall of Famers? NFL Hall of Famers? Let's start with Sean. All right, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go first. Let's start with Sitch. Patriot fan, I got to go first. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Ty Law is getting in this year. Fair enough. Richard Seymour made it to the final 15 they do, final 10, whatever it is. I'm fine with Richard Seymour. Seymour is going to probably get in next year. It's hard to tell with a defensive tackle how good they are, but he made the final whatever, so he's probably going to get in. Okay. McGinnis, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Mm. Kevin Falk was a great player. For a team, he's going to be, he's in the Patriot Hall of Fame. Troy Brown was a great player to have on your team. Okay. Neither one of them are NFL Hall of Fame, but they are guys when they're on your team, they're among your favorite players. If they're not on your team, you don't even know. You may be heard of the name, but they're, they don't stand out. So before we move on, I just want to point out Troy Brown and Kevin Falk combined for one career Pro Bowl in almost 20 years of playing. But I could give you. Endless game plays where they made a, course, a difference in the game. Fan. Well, I'm yeah. saying when they're on your no, team. You, but I could do I that agree. for anybody. But I'm not putting them in the NFL put, Hall of Fame. I'm that's saying, what I'm saying when they're I on your team. I could put the mid-80s beers. His, I could put a whole bunch of them in the Hall of Fame. A whole bunch point, of them are in the Hall of Fame. His point is those four people deserve to be in the NFL Hall of Fame and that the fact they're not is because of anti-patriot bias. So buy it or no. Is there an anti-patriot bias against Kevin Falk and that's why he's not in the NFL Hall of Fame? No. Sean... I, I have to compliment Cinch for being pretty level-headed there. I agree. There's there's definitely, you know, Ty Law is definitely obviously a Hall of Famer. Uh, McGinnis probably will be in the Hall of Fame. But Troy Brown, Kevin Falk, no. These guys were great no. when they're on your team. They're not Hall yeah, of Famer. They're, they're a great system. Yeah, we're talking about Hall of Fame or the Patriot Hall of we're Fame. We're talking about the NFL Hall of Fame. Rodney Harrison is specifically saying they are NFL Hall of Famers and that they are not in because of anti-Patriot bias. Okay, the NFL loves the Patriots, so I don't even think that's an issue. I think that's oh, just come him. On, I come think, on! I think that's just him being upset. And the NFL hates the Bengals? <laughs> no, no, the NFL Everyone loves, hates the Bengals. The NFL loves the Patriots. Oh, and, that, and that's in sweat. Come on, the Patriots. Patriots get suspended left time. and right. Well, uh, the NFL uh, loves uh, the Chiefs because Hill didn't get suspended. 
No, no. Everyone just no, loves Hilden gets suspended People because he's married to a People are lined up for Tom Brady autographs <laughs> while he's jumping off a cliff with his kids. It doesn't matter. No, wait, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. I want to stop there. <laughs> Tom Brady did a jump off a cliff with his kid. He jumped off a cliff and dragged his kid, almost dislocating their arm. And that's not his fault. <laughs> She said, I want to jump. Are you sure? Yeah, we're going to count down. And when it hit zero, she chickened out. And if he had let go, she'd be dead. And that's not a joke. There were rocks directly underneath him. He pulled her out. And yes, he risked her shoulder. But she would have died because she sat there and said, yup, yup. Oh, wait, no. You can't do that. And cliff jumping. All right. So, no. End of my question. Who's next? Sean. Sean. Burning hot take. All right. Well, I was told I can't use the same question in the. You in, can't in the sit there and ask about the offensive so, line for every position. So, so um, what are you going to do when you get the defense? So, does the <laughs> offensive line affect your your ranking of defensive right. teams? So, my question with running backs: How much does strength of schedule matter to you in picking your oh, running back? He's, he's, he's really the same question. Why the receiver episode is going to be? How much does yards after the catch no, matter no, no. to you? It's, no. I have won a couple of championships going by picking, like, again, if they're close, picking who has a better schedule at the end of the year so and during the playoffs. He's going to draft a Brown uh, player. I'll answer your question. For me, it's 0. 0.0. Strength okay. of schedule does not matter in my rankings. Okay. No, I, it, it, is, it, it has it does mattered not matter to me. me either. It has mattered to it, me. It doesn't matter to me, but you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just I don't go into that level of analysis – and that's why I've done it with running backs. Although last time hey, I haven't, whoa, wait. I've done it. I haven't done it with. I haven't gone to that kind of analysis. Uh, I, wrong with that. I haven't gone to that kind of analysis on other positions, but I have done that with running backs. Okay. Wow. Here, no? Here's my hot Nobody take question. Nobody else has done yeah. it. Yeah. Moving no. on to six. My so hot take question. I'm sorry. All right. I no, believe. Don't be sorry, just it's it's an easy question to answer. Go very ahead, well okay. thought out. Thought out. You're wrong. Yeah. My top two running backs. Yeah. Have potential to have not a lot of offensive targets on their team, not a very good quarterback situation on their team. So that means you're going to have ten guys in the box. My two guys I'm talking about are McCafferty and uh, Barkley for the Giants and the Panthers. You have McCaffrey at three. So he's in your my, top My three. point being, McCaffrey could be the number one running back. Could be, yes. I might draft him number one out of running backs. Okay. Because my question is, you've got Saquon Barkley with no offense around him. That's got to drop him. He can't be the number one overall pick when there are no receivers, tight ends, or quarterbacks to help him. So my question is, does that affect it? Is he going to move down for you? Is he the number one guy with all of all of that being told is he still your number one pick he was never my number one so that's okay, a, that, there's well, there's your first answer so i i have him at number two i had him at number two before but part of the reason i have him at number two is because the giants are so woeful that you can stack the box on virtually every play and the recent injuries to sterling shepherd i almost call him sterling sharp again <laughs> the recent injuries to sterling shepherd and, Corey, and coleman and and coleman what happened to coleman oh that's he right he tore his acl, ACL. he's done oh, he, he wasn't a big part of the team yeah but it, Still, every eli can't throw it that far for him to catch it anyway right but i at this point i just no i i, I think saquon's got to be downgraded craig what's your thoughts on saquon uh you know i'm kind of i'm kind of torn uh especially with everything that's going on yes. with zeke so 
I mean, he's still really again, he's still a really talented running back. But again, you know, just like Cinch said, they can just put ten people in the box and stop him. So it? it's it's rough. Sean. He's busy. Come back. What was, what was that? I'll take a right, Put sorry. the phone down, <laughs> Adam Schechter. Put the phone down. I'm getting valuable information. You are right not now. getting valuable information. You're He's tweeting with your wife. It's running back. No, his wife's a Giants fan. That's why. Oy. Yeah. <laughs> well, is said. there something you'd like to share with the rest of us, oh, Amazing Larry? <laughs> okay. No, seriously. It's going to be hard to choose Gordon or Elliot because of their cup. So there you go. There's it. Well, you, you can't couch. argue with that. It's nothing to do with what we were talking yeah, about. Well, you, but you can't that, argue with that. That thump you just heard was my head hitting the microphone, just so you know. What was the hot take question, damn it? Uh, the hot take question is how much time is Sean going to look at his phone this particular? Oh, my God. Okay. No, we're moving on. Who else has a hot take for us? Wow. We've got two more minutes. All Greg. right. Well, my, my question, I want to know, especially from Britt, I want to know. Oh, I want to know what Jerry Jones is going to do about Jerry Jones's Dallas Cowboys because his Jerry Jones's running back isn't coming to Jerry Jones's practice because Jerry Jones's running back wants more money well, from Jerry Jones. I did pick up the phone and I called Jerry Jones and I talked to Jerry Jones's secretary whose name is Jerry Jones and she told me that Jerry was on Jerry Jones' private jet and was not speaking to anyone until Jerry Jones spoke to Ezekiel Elliott to find out why Zeke would dare to, to disappoint Jerry Jones and all of Jerry Jones's players on Jerry Jones's plane on their way to Jerry Jones's practice facility. So I, I, I'm curious to see what happens in, in response to the re, the real part of that question with, which is how bad is the Zeke issue? Right. The Cowboys have a pretty good history of playing short-term hardball. Never forget the year that Emmett Smith held out and missed four games and still led the league in rushing. The check. Yes. There's a great story behind that that we don't have time for now. But Here's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. Zeke's going to get an, a suitcase with $10 million cash in the trunk of his car during <laughs> practice, and then he's going to show up the next day. The question is, how long is that going to take to happen? Are we looking into the season before that happens? Because Jerry no, has done that before. not in Dallas, you're not. No. No. I don't think so. That's what I think. And no one will know about that suitcase I in, just talked about. In San Diego, it might take Except me. I will know. No well, one else will know. I have significant concerns about Gordon. Mm-hmm. I'm reevaluating my position on Gordon. I yep. am significantly concerned. So, Real quick, though. Yeah. Do you think there's an NFL player looking at what Le'Veon Bell did last year and saying, yeah, that's the way to go? I think Michael every, Thomas is. Every analyst, though, killed it they said look he's cost all he's doing is losing money that's all that all that he did last year i think this year is going to be a big decider on that if he lights the universe on fire and he's good for the jets and he leads to a jet resurgence and they win nine or ten games and they yeah. make a run at a playoff yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's hard to argue against it but no i don't think matter, it's gonna happen no matter what he does this year he still cost himself what was it 17 million 14 million Th- that money's gone but, he could have showed if, up in week six. Again, but if he hurt himself, he cost himself. He could have showed up in week six and been a, a malcontent who didn't see the playing field, sat there and pouted like a little baby. He still would have gotten that million dollar lottery, fourteen you, million, whatever the, the amount was. Are you comparing him to Barry Foster? <laughs> I would never do such. Never a thing. mention that name on this podcast again. Charlie Batch ever. was a great backup. <laughs> All right, Rick, go. All right, really, really quick before we move on. God damn it. All right, all right. Barry Foster or Baker Mayfield, who do you hate more? (laughs) Yes. Corey Dillon. Since, you know what, after that, I think we've, I feel like we need to reach into the mystery bag. (laughs) 
and I've give something it. to Craig. There we go. What have you got in the mystery bag for us in the second episode here? All right. I pick this up because it's from Stamford, Connecticut. Is that this from is Half-Full? Within Reach. That's the name of the beer, Within Reach. Peach. I, I have not. Wheat Ale. Have I been to Half-Full? Peach full? Wheat Ale. Uh, I haven't been. I have haven't you? been. It's, it's like Stanford. a warehouse. I have pour, been to Half-Full. Okay. You know what? When we went to ConCon. Okay. When we went to ConCon, we stopped at Half Full, and yes, it's a little hole in the wall. Um, it's it's w- very nice on the inside, but when we parked there, my wife looked at me and went, "I think we're going to die here." <laughs> so, and then we got inside. So it's go really during nice. the day. Go during the day. It was it was nice though. So, all right. So, really quick, within reach. What kind of beer is this? It's a wheat. It's a, it's a peach, peach white. Peach I'm not like this. wheat ale. Good thing oh my like... god! It reeks of peach. It good thing, reeks. Good thing you have a taster glass though. Oh my God! Oh, do I'm not, scared. Do you not like happily peach? hazy and highly crushable? Do you not like peach? I'm not a fan of peach. In general, this beer combines yeah. like a if subtle, I gave you a peach, fruity I, nose no, and flavors of one peach. To, let's all talk at the same time. Sorry, I'm the first one to taste it. I don't taste a lot of peach. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can right. smell the peach. <laughs> yeah, the nose. I don't taste it. The it's nose is really peachy, and no, it's a wheat beer taste with just a little bit of tartness. Yeah, I get no peach. It's really, really light. My did, wife. Would did like you say this. wheat beer or weak beer? Wheat, wheat. It tastes pretty weak. There you go. Compared to the beers we had, yes. Yes. Speaking of weakness, let's talk about the running backs. All right. So, All right. I have the consensus list in front of me, and there are little cliffs that you just slide down. So, I'm gonna compare this to like it's like the opposite. Remember, the, remember the uh, Price is Right had that little dude. If you got. To, Okay, so yes, you know what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, we know what he's talking about. Imagine him going the other way, except with sharp drops and jagged edges along the yeah, way. Yeah, and yeah, that's what be... talking about the running backs is like. The tears, baby, the tears. So at the top of our list, the consensus number one is Saquon Barkley, which we just talked about. Everyone in this room <laughs> ranked him at number one, except... Me and Craig. So, Cinch, you brought him up during the Burning Hot Takes. You were con- you expressed concern about him there, but he's still the number one on your board, according to the list you gave me. Help us understand. He's the best talent. All things being equal, put him on another team, he could break records for receiving and rushing yards. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sean, why did you put him at one? Eli Manning could not pass his way out of a one-sided paper bag, and that's why... It's That's tough. Fair. It's it's gonna be a volume thing. It's, it's his volume is gonna be so much. I know they're gonna stack the box. I know, you know everything. I mean Sterling Shepard going down. Yeah, maybe it drops him a little bit lower. But I think he's still number one. Just well, just because there's demon. not another, just because there's not another target to take something away if if he has to miss time. You know, I mean, but but he's just going to get so much volume, it's, it's going to be hard to duplicate, I think. So, Craig, why isn't he your number one? Uh, partly because of what Sean just said, volume. I think he's it's going to be really easy for him to burn out this year. But he's so young. He is, but still, you give him the ball that many times, he's going to get hit that many times. He didn't burn times. out last year. C- Craig, do you remember when Neither you were Jamal young? Charles the year he carried the ball a ton, but the next year he struggled. This right. guy's 22 years Doesn't old. Doesn't matter. Like... Charles Everyone know that now that now that they have two broken receivers, and he's a little different than Jamal Charles, and they only have the, yeah, they really have no other offensive weapons other than him. People are going to gun for him. Yes, yeah, like, I want to defend what you're saying by saying this: 
he was in the same situation last year. Even with so, Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. there, he was in the same situation because Manning can't throw the ball downfield enough with accuracy, so it doesn't matter who the receiver is. So you're looking at everything the same as last year. So if Saquon put up X numbers last year, there's no reason to think he can't put up the same numbers this year. Okay. Now the guy Penn State. You know. Oh, hey, no, oh, that hey, bias. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, I remember courtesiness. Okay. See? Well, the guy, we have, the guy we have at number two, who's only number two by one point, is because we all have him at number – well, Craig and I have him at number one. Sean and Cinch have him at number two, and that's Ezekiel Elliott. So, Craig, tell me why, even with the holdout, which just happened. We it just these, happened before we, these rankings would were that, made. Does that change this? Does he drop uh, anywhere for you? He might drop a spot for me. He doesn't for me. That's why I asked. Maybe. Sean and Cinch, why does Zeke come in at two for you or, or, or behind Barkley? Maybe it's the I don't believe they're going to hold out kind of thing. You're talking to a man in one league out of many, though. I did just say, oh, you know what? Le'Veon Bell's going to come back. So I did draft Le'Veon Bell, even though he was holding out. No, no, but the so, question was, why wasn't he one? Why'd you put him two? Well, there. I mean, there's part of that reason right there is because— Here, here's, the, here's the easy answer. The easy answer is he's won over Barkley for the exact reasons we just talked about. His quarterback is better. The wide receiver core is better. Mm. The offensive line is better. Okay. The defense is better. He is going to his volume is not going to match Barkley's. I completely agree. Yeah. But the quality of touches, the yards after contact, the opportunities in the goal line are all going to surpass Barkley. Mm. I agree with everything you said. Except there's only one part. That wasn't better. And that's the running back himself. Barkley is better than Elliott. See, I don't think he is. On a on an equal footing. I think he could be. Everything isn't equal. Barkley is a better receiver. Barkley is a better rusher. Oh, he's definitely the better receiver. So then we hit cliff number one after Barkley and Elliott. And we all have the consensus number three, which most of us had at number three or number four or number four. Right? Three or four? Yeah, we had a couple couple of folks had him at number four. It's Christian McCaffrey. So, again, this seems to be some sort of, like, bizarre kind of, like, grouping where two of us decide we're not going to break somebody. In this case, it is Sean and Craig. They both have have McCaffrey at four. No, you have McCaffrey at four, buddy. You have have your your heterosexual life mate at number three. His boy crush. Yeah, his boy crush. We haven't talked about him yet. So, Sean, explain to me why you would not rank Christian McCaffrey at number three. Why would you? All right, so you know what? Let's it's just the, do this. Hold on, exactly. hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Number three and number four. We have McCaffrey at consensus three and Alvin Kamara at consensus number four. Yep. Sean and Craig both have Kamara at three. Yep. Yes. Cinch and I both have Kamara at four. Right. So I want to hear from Craig and Sean first. Why is McCaffrey not better than Kamara? And then Cinch and I will tell you why you're wrong. I'm going to give the argument that Cinch made where – I just think that Kamara's team is better, so he's going to have a better opportunity there. Where uh, McCaffrey, it's going to be more on him. So he's going to be facing a lot more stacked boxes than than Kamara is. I think Kamara's right. going to see a lot of stacked boxes. 
there's really that. with Thomas and Michael Drew Thomas Brees is just, and, and I love Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas does a lot of slot, does a lot of cross the middle, short ranges, stuff that the the, the linebackers can cover. I don't think you're gonna see as much drop back except when you have the Traquan Smith, you know, blitzing down the side. I don't think you're gonna see that much. And we've never seen Kamara be a feature back by himself. So my thing is has to do more with Cam Newton. Christian he plays McCa- for neither of the Christian, Oh, that's right. He does well, Christian McCaffrey is a receiving running back like Alvin Kamara, but Cam had reconstructive surgery on his shoulder, and now he's like on the fifth time. Now he's on like yeah. account for throws, like a pitcher. So that's they're denying. Yeah, I, I, but I, I agree. I, I, I believe that. So they, I believe that. And, and McCaffrey is definitely a. But but short throws? Can he do the th- short throw? I don't know. He can, but see, my thing is too is with the whole so evasion be- thing. Like Alvin Kamara is going to juke people more than Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. is. Since why yes. McCaffrey over Kamara? I think it's important to point out that anyone would be happy with either guy on their oh, team. Yes, there, it, there's very small difference. It, it, it's not like I don't like but this guy or I don't like that guy. But if you had the third pick and it was Kamara and McCaffrey, I would take McCaffrey. But okay. I mean, they're close. It's 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 close. They're not the same. Type you're not of losing with either one. It's just what you're it's looking for. Right. feeling. So, so Cam Newton. Cam Newton has a bad arm. Well, that's not going to stop him from. Throwing a seven-yard pass check to the, down. the running back. Check that's, down. That's going to increase the checkdown pass Probably, to the running maybe, back. Maybe. Then yeah. what happens if Cam can't? What happens? He gets hurt and can't throw. Who's their backup? Who cares? Because but, at that point, but you're, you're going. Screwed. But you well, have wait, to wait, do. Wait, wait. I'm going to jump in there really quick. That might help because if you have to bring the backup in, what are you going to tell him? Are you going to tell him launch downfield or go to the reliable McCaffrey option in the short passes? And that any, argument helps McCaffrey. Any backup quarterback that gets into a game. They don't look at, here's my number one option, here's my number two option, here's my number three. They look at the number one option, okay, throw it to the running back. Yes, that's exactly my point. He might see increased volume because of that, and his numbers would go up in you, a PPR. You can't lose with either guy. Right. My opinion, I would I would take McCaffrey. Sean, you had something before we move on. No, no, that was it. That was, I mean, it, it's it's a feeling, you know? I mean, who who is, you know, you, you do your, your analysis, and at, at some point it becomes what you're feeling. What do you? What have you seen? What do you think is going to be a, a better option here? You know, is, is Kamara going to have more receiving? If you're in a PPR, obviously this is PPR rankings. I think. Um, are you going to have? Um... All right, the so phone's gonna... got to be put away. Whatever's going on over there is distracting us. So, so gonna I'm going to have... move on. I'm going to move forward. Okay. So we've Poor got our Sean, first. I'm sorry. We've got our first two. We've got our first two. We've got Barkley and Elliott on the top tier. Then we slip a little bit. We find McCaffrey and Kamara. Then yep. you tumble down the rabbit hole. Juju. Then it's God knows where. And that and that's the thing. I sit here and say, okay, why do we rank this person? It's important to note that those four guys were our top four guys across the board. Who's number five? And that's an interesting point. Number five is somebody where we start to have some disagreement because Craig and I are both on the train. Get on the train, baby. And number five is Joe Mixon. Get on the train. Craig is forbidden from talking in this segment. (laughs) I love the potential for Joe Mixon. I know the offensive line is a mess. I know Andy Dalton is incapable of a coherent thought. I know A.J. Green sits there and dreams he was playing for the Browns. But I'm telling you, I got to feel – I just – I. Everything about Mixon and everything about the metrics from the first year tell me he is going to break out this year. Somebody tell me why I'm wrong, not you. 
I'm agreeing Mixon with you. is good. Mixon is he's got a lot of talent. When you're down by 21 in the second quarter, how many times are you going to run the ball? But I think True. he's going to catch a lot of passes then. I think that's where the PPR thing comes in. From a guy who's not accurate. So, well, he's in five-yard passes. I mean, we could hit him where he throws to Joe Mixon. So you talk about you know people on the train here. But I have, after our first four, three people ahead of him. I have Gurley, Gordon, and Bell. Again, it, and it's all ifs. Gordon, if uh, Gurley's knee is really good – if Gordon doesn't Shows hold up. out, and if Bell, Who after knows? a year being out, can 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 be good, so. and that leads me that leads me to our next guy really quick is Melvin Gordon. We have Melvin Gordon, even though we knew he was going to hold out. Mm-hmm. No one is surprised by that. We have him at number six, and uh, Cinch had him higher than all of us, but we were all in the same ballpark on him. I just I think this, and now we're hearing reports the holdout is going to be longer than expected. Is your are you keeping Gordon where you had him, or are you moving him down? Because I'm thinking about moving him down a spot or two. I would drop him. I would this, drop this him. was before the holdout. This was before when the we did our official. Yeah. This is when he started talking about it. But you know, a lot of guys talk about not go, coming to camp and then show up. My, my, I I would swap him for he who should not be named here. <laughs> We're gonna talk about him in a minute. Oh God, David Johnson. Uh, last no, last I season. That far down. I don't know. Season. I don't know. No, but listen, last season. He had he wasn't two, that bad. He had two. David Johnson had two different offensive was... coordinators. They changed the offense halfway through the season. He had no quarterback. Yeah, and he was able to jump out of a pool. And he had. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, he's not too old. He's not too injured. He's in good shape. He's ready to go. And now he's got an offensive coordinator who is going to have. Everybody hurry up to the line of scrimmage. We're running four wide receivers. We're going to throw it to DJ out of the backfield. He's my surprise jumping running back for this season. Okay, I, I'm going to counter Sean's initial point that he wasn't that bad. He didn't break <laughs> 50 <laughs> yards until week five. Who? David Johnson. These are his rushing yards okay. the first five weeks of the year. 37, 48, yep. 31, yep. 70. I'm sorry, no, four, week four, 71. Okay, but wait, wait, wait. Do you have the attempts to? Because yeah. yes, that's he, he. It was tough but, with that team because there was very little talent. You had a receiver weird. and a running back, and that was it for the offense. But here's the thing: at, to get to at 20, season's end, where did he end up? Uh, I I have to look Top that up. 10. I don't have it in front of my yes because he turned it on. He didn't break a hundred yards until week eleven. But at the end of the that means at the, the end of the year he turned no. it on. No, he only broke a hundred no. hundred yards once all year. No, once yeah. all year. Once. Because he was, you know, he was able he to jump out of a pool. He had 22 carries for okay. 71 yards against Seattle. Okay. We could carry the ball 22 yards for set. That's less than four yards a carry. Do you know where David Johnson would be amazing? Green Bay. You guys are so stubborn because you <laughs> called the that David Johnson wasn't as good. It's like you, it's, he doesn't exist anymore. He wasn't good. No, we he, said, he, we said he wasn't good. He wasn't good. That's it. He's out of the league. He Brett, Brett, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm Sean's say something pointing. Here. Please go ahead, because David you, Johnson is the next on the list. We can just go to David Johnson. You literally had him one spot lower than me. Just one spot. Yes, that's correct. So doesn't matter. And I did it begrudgingly. Yeah, but you one did it. Spot. <laughs> I did it. I, I have my, my reservations about it, but, you know. Yeah, but that's you that's know, deceptive. He's on the Cardinals. That's deceptive because you and he's, I had him lower than anybody else. <laughs> of the people in this room, I'm looking at the numbers right now. You and I had him lower. So ha- saying that I had him one spot worse than you is like saying Eli Manning is one spot less, <laughs> less than Josh Rosen. It's We still have them both really so, low. Yes, our experts had him the highest. 
And then yes, me was one then, spot lower. Then Cinch had a one spot lower than that. Craig was two spots lower than that. Than you, than me. In the first half of the season, in his first eight games, he was over four yards per carry once. In that time, he had a multiple touchdown game once. His best games of the year in terms of yards per carry were Washington, KC, and Oakland. Okay. But see, this is what you're missing. You're doing a you're doing a projection. You're doing a projection for next year. Yes. For this season year. coming up. Yes. You have a new head coach. You have a new quarterback. Yep. You have yep. an entirely a new offense. quarterback. Yep. Okay. Yes, rookie quarterback. But if that rookie is better than the rookie from last year, is he? Is he? We don't You're know. You're asking how, me. Here's I think the thing, yes. here's the thing though. Okay. We have no idea. There's been there's been college quarterbacks who have been amazing. And they get to the NFL, and they don't know what to do. Dave Brown. One, one who's in the Mets minor league organization. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Tim Tebow is in the College but Hall it, of Fame. But that's it's my all, point. It's all about projecting. You're projecting what's going to happen this but, year. Yes. I understand, and I know what the stats were from last year. Right. Projecting but, what's going to happen, I think David Johnson goes up a little. But back to your original question, does Gordon go lower? I feel yes. I would probably rank bell and mixon over him maybe connor too i have all of those guys I, I, higher they than might David be Johnson. higher than him after after this whole you know holdout talk uh, then then comes david johnson so to me man i don't know really, if i would do that really and, and again we're not saying this is the third best to the 15th best they're all within no, one or yes, two yes. but i think the real question is is gordon gonna hold out into the season because I, if he's gonna so. go if he's gonna go from last here, year Okay, but if so he's going to go into the list. season, if he's going into the season, I don't want to draft him. I'll draft the next guy down. I'll, I'll just, I'll just let down. somebody else take him yep. and worry about it. I think last year before Bell held out all year, we were a little bit more lenient. Now that Snake we've bit. seen that a guy will hold out an entire Snake year to get the hell bit. out of a town, I don't think it's outside their own possibility that Melvin Gordon sits out the entire year. I don't. I don't think it's a problem. So if, if, will, if you're I, up I think to draft him, do you he'll skip be him? I, there's too many people talking. Sorry. No, I Sean. definitely think that eight eight games or whatever, what's the minimum that they have to do? I think it's week six. They, they have to show up by, by week six. If it's whatever it is, I, I think he'll definitely do that. Definitely do that. So you have to adjust your rankings to that. But what you're looking at is if you don't take him in, say, round two at the latest, someone else is going to take him. Then fine. I'm fine with that. See, that's what I'm saying. I'll let somebody else take him. If he's there in round six, all right, well, now I've got to take him. Right. But yep. I'm not going to take him really high up in the draft. Yep. Right. Where he would go if he was there. Yep. Right. I have no faith in David Johnson this year. Craig, finish this out before we move on. But Ezekiel Adams, uh, somehow we think that he's going to sign. I still don't think – I think the Cardinals have a lot to prove. And just it doesn't matter – like, if everyone around you is not that good, like, David Johnson just isn't going to be spectacular. He was able to jump out of a pool last year. Whoop-de-doo. So what did he prove? Nothing. He's injury prone. And we That's had him proved. at, like, five or six last year, too. We he was did. still in the top ten. We he had just a, said he wasn't in the top five. Yeah, I don't. Wait, I don't wait. have it. Where Where did Craig rank David Johnson? Um, stand by. Eight hundred and fiftieth. No, no, no. Around the mic. Uh, Craig had. If he David was on our Johnson, team, he would be a lot higher for me. But my only point is, Craig had him seven. somewhere seven. Seven. Okay. He's still in the top ten. So, see, that's my point. You had him ranked as the seventh running back. Yes. I have had him in, lower. Okay, but wait. In theory, so you're saying in theory that you would probably take him in the third round. I think that's safe to say if you're ranking him seventh. Yeah. 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 Third, that, maybe f- I top I personally of the would not draft him, but yes. My only point is 
for as much as you and Britt say, this guy, no way, can't do it. No talent around him. He's not going to elevate everything. All that that being said, he's not terrible. He doesn't want you to drink all of it. It's not communicating well. He's handing me a can. I don't know. See, this is why we need Facebook Live. See, so my only point is, as as bad as you're saying David Johnson is, he's still a top 10 running back. Probably. Yes, but me personally, I would not draft him. Okay, but if he's a top 10 running back, that means in a 10-player PPR league, he's going to go in the top four, maybe five. Then I'll pass on him. Yeah. All right, we got we got to move on. We're running out of time, believe it or not. We're spending entirely too much time on somebody who's not as good as David Johnson. (laughs) Uh, So we have David Johnson at seven. I'm going to run through the last of the top ten. We got James Conner at number eight. I feel like he has a lot to prove. I don't have a lot of faith in Pittsburgh. We got go ahead. I don't like his talent. I I think I think he's a product of the system. And bottom line, I've been on this podcast. System. Yeah, I know. He's a system running back. He might be a system running back. I've been on this podcast before. I think he's going to (laughs) get. He's going to be. He's going to get vultured by Benny Snell. I don't think he's going to have as many goal line carries as people think. By who? Benny Snell. All right. So he was number eight. Number nine. We have is Le'Veon Bell again. Guy with a lot to prove. Could be great. Could be terrible. Number 10 consensus is, is another guy. Has to prove something to me is Dalvin Cook. And that's where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. So you got the 8, 9, and 10. This should be the end of the RB1 category. So here, Sean is hitting himself. Why are you beating yourself? <laughs> because I can't believe there's someone not in the top 10 that's... that's when we get to him, bring him up. All right. All right. So, number, so we've got Connor, Bell, and Dalvin Cook. All three guys with something to prove. Who yep. do you got, Craig? You got to take one Bell. of them. Of all those teams, the Jets have the most potential. I know who he's looking at too. I, I just realized it's who he's looking at. Cinch, Bell, Cook, or who's the other guy? <laughs> Cook is the Connor. guy. Cook Connor. is the guy. He's in. Well, see, Connor is Connor is good. He's going to do what he does because he's in Pittsburgh. It all works out. Cook is a guy who, if he could stay healthy, he could burst through. Mm. Okay. The new offensive coordinator can't think of his name elway's former backup quarterback used to be the texans head coach anyone in the room that's paying attention that's sober i just i'm trying to move us along he's got a new offensive coordinator i can't think of the guy's name but they're very proficient running the ball i think cook could have a bust out year okay real quick me it would be bell then connor then cook so you're you're back in bell Cinch is back in Cook. You said Bell. Yeah, I did say Bell. So no one here is really high on Connor out of those three. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Real right, quick, real quick. Gary Kubiak. Couldn't think of his name. Okay, got to move it along, guys. We are literally almost out of time, and oh, we've wow. just finished the top ten. Seriously, we're 40 minutes in the podcast. We're only through 10 people, so we got to start moving this along. So number 11 is Todd Gurley. This is the guy that Sean's upset about. I know. No, you're shaking your head. I'm wrong. No, 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 uh, no you're right. Tell me why Todd Gurley should not be ranked at 11. I mean, I'm assuming everyone's afraid of his knee or, you know, but if, if you're not afraid of the, the uh, concern, you know, then why isn't he ranked higher? I mean, he was a top three running back most of his career. I mean, so why is he now all of a sudden 11? Because arthritis doesn't go away. Okay. And so you're concerned about the knee. Yeah. I what, mean, what's the average I year for a running back? Three years, right? Well, here's a guy with an arthritic knee that's never going to get better, who was completely healthy in the Super Bowl and had no burst through the line. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. His entire playoff appearances were unremarkably bad. 
Patriots All won right. the Super Bowl. All right, something bad <laughs> just happened in the Beat the Addicts League. I've got to divert for a second. So, okay. Uh, we got Leonard Fournette at number 11. But I don't think it's. I, I don't think he's that bad. I don't think he's 11. I think he's better than so that. So we got Gurley at 11, Fournette at 12, another guy who was top five a year ago. I don't think there's a lot to say about Leonard Fournette other than he better prove himself this year. Yeah, it's all about the question. Oh, he just got hurt. Oh, Probably yeah, did. Sad. Yeah. Uh, number 13, we've got Nick Chubb. Somebody tell me really? why Nick Chubb's at number 13. Who ranked him the highest? Hold on. I, Nick Chubb. It's probably you. Did 13. The uh, experts and the It me. was Sean. Sean gave Nick Chubb the highest vote of confidence. Really? Sean. No, he didn't. Tell, yeah, he gave him eight points. No, that's me. Oh, no, you're right. That's Sean. That's Sean. You gave him seven. I gave him seven. Actually, since you have him way him down. You have him yeah. way down. He's so, all right. He's fine. So, sh- <laughs> wow. Okay. I may have been drinking. I don't know. Probably that's and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, Sean, all right, Sean. Sean, why? defend Nick Chubb. You're not worried about Go. the cream hunt. I no Cleveland no Brown. no not written. Okay, moving English. on. I am not all right. So Nick Chubb I, at number uh was that what number are we up to? I mean. You said he was 13. I ranked him at 13. 13, so okay. I, I, there you go. I can't you, say anything. Uh, Kerryon Johnson, we have at number 14. Uh, Craig, you have him really I high. I love Kerryon Johnson. I do. Johnson. Give me 30 seconds on why Kerryon uh, Johnson should be number 14. I just feel like Kerryon Johnson is going to have a breakout year this year. Uh, I think they're going to be finally adjusted to their new coach. Well, he's not new anymore. Uh, especially with the the addition of their new tight end, who was their was the top college tight end in the, in the draft. Uh, so that's just going to give them more flexibility. Uh, so I think Carrion's going to have a good. He's TJ tight. Hawkinson. When when Carrion Johnson finally got the full time, you know, most of the time job, he produced. Uh, Here, yeah. Here's the problem with him. He's on a bad team. Yes. When you're he down is. 21 in the second quarter, Barry it doesn't Sanders matter. Is on a bad team too. Yeah, and he never and made he it retired. to the playoffs. All right, so moving on, we have tied with him. Believe it or not, Aaron Jones from the Packers. Sean is an Aaron Jones truther. Sean, 10 seconds or less, why should we draft Aaron Jones? <laughs> I think it's a bias because I felt he was the best t- person on the on the Packers last year, and it took, I don't know, 8, 10 weeks before they finally gave him the ball, and he produced, I think, full-time with the ball. He's going he's gonna to be a, a, a good producer. I think yeah. he's going to be worth, worth that 15. I mean, he's not going to be top tier, but he's going to be worth that, that that you know, 10 to 15 rank. And I know Cinch agrees with you because Cinch also had him very high. The next guy down on the list is a guy I'm really high on and I think is getting a lot of bad press, and that's Devontae Freeman. I think that – I think Freeman's still got some gas in the tank, and now that Tevin Coleman isn't pushing him from behind – That's the question. Don't be shocked if Freeman gets off to a big start this year. Grab Freeman late and sell early. Let me tell you that right now. Let me say it right now. This guy's injury history and his production history – it tells you use him for four or five weeks, and when he's leading the league in touchdowns after week four, trade him. Hey, agreed. Agreed. If you can get him late, then take him and and ride the train. Well, we're where we are ranking him is what sixth round, maybe seventh round, maybe right around there. Yeah. The guy we're missing out on is one of the next guys. Is it Damian Williams? Because he's the next guy. Next guy down. Next guy down is Damian Williams. I should be big on Damian Williams, and I'm not. This is number Fine. 17 for us in the running back. I he's got Andy Reid's system breeds running backs. End of story. That's volume in that system. The volume in that system. That's why he's that But guy. is he the guy? Yes. So he's the number one guy. Yes, he is the guy That's there. That's why he's rated where he volume is. Volume in that system. If but he's lot, the real deal, he'll move up to a top 10 guy. 
If he is, if he's not, we'll find out. And then Carlos Hyde all of a sudden starts getting carries. There you go. Uh, then the next guy on your list, Philip uh, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay. He's mm. the guy who I like a lot. I don't like. You have him rated higher than anyone else. Well, not anyone. No, else. anyone else in He's this room. Okay. He did not make the top twenty of our experts list. Let's put it that way. Because of the Royce Freeman factor, I'm sure. Royce but tell Freeman me why we should. Why we're not worried about Royce Freeman? I have Freeman definitely higher than Lindsay. Because Lindsay, I think, is the better of the two guys. And I think Lindsay, if he stays healthy, and again, you could say that about anybody, so forget I said if he stays healthy. But Lindsay is a guy who showed me the most last year of the two running backs. I think with Flacco there, I don't know why anyone would respect him throwing the ball because he throws <laughs> he the ball like game, I do left-handed. He is a game, He's a game manager. No, he isn't because he throws it up for grabs and throws interceptions all the time. He's not a game manager. Uh, Alex Smith is a game manager. So did I 20 years ago. (laughs) Alex Smith is a game manager. Flacco is chuck it and duck. Let me throw it up. Someone will catch it. All right. Moving on. The next guy. (laughs) Philip Lindsay. I'm I'm trying to get us enough time. David (laughs) Johnson. Marlon Mack comes in at number 19. Marlon Mack, because you couldn't hear that just now when I said it. Marlon Mack comes in at number 19, and Cinch is the highest guy on him. But I'm scared about what Cinch will say, so we're going to move on oh, to number no, 20 on our list, right. which is Josh Jacobs, the rookie in Oakland. Um, a lot of hopeful folks on him reaching oh, for him. Only one of us too. didn't rank him, and that the one person you. who didn't rank him was me. So I'll open the floor for up to 30 seconds or so. Tell me why I should have ranked Josh Jacobs and why I'm going to regret it. Because Gruden thinks it's 1992 mm-hmm. and wants to run the ball 45 yep. times a game. Volume. And this is the guy. He's going to run the ball every the day. Volume, volume, volume. Volume, yes. That's Turn up the volume. <laughs> Turn up the volume. There's the and subtitle Mac, for this one. I think is opportunity. Just All right. You. Mac is on a team that's going to win. Opportunity. So that's the end of the top 20. So that's the end of the RB2s wow. in the 10-person leagues. Really? Pretty much. I mean, yeah, J- J- Josh Shanks going to be an RB2. So we're, I'm just going to run through really quickly the rest of the Rams, and then we're going to argue about them. I, rest I, of the Rams? Yep. I'll rest of the Rams. I, I have, yep. Kenyon Drake, we have at number 21. Wow. Tariq Cohen at 22, followed mm. by David Montgomery, his replacement at number 23. Mm. Uh, number 24 is Mark Ingram. I'm the only one in the room who gave Mark Ingram a point, and I stand by it. <laughs> number 25 is Sony Michelle. The only person who gave him a point in the room is the Patriot fan. And then number 26, <laughs> for reasons I don't understand, Sean ranked Derrick Henry at like number seventeen, I'm telling you, I you're think the only one that ranked him. He's the only one who gave Derrick Henry am, a point. I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling the yes. other the other uh, running back is not there anymore. Who was it? The know. running back they have Henry Deion and Lewis? They have Deion Lewis. They're both there. The quarterback know. is still there. Okay. He's not any good. Yeah, there has the offensive Henry, coordinator is gone, so maybe Derek the coordinator Henry is going to run that offense. And this time he means it. No, I think that I think he is. I don't know why, but I think he's going to be the lead where, back. Where you ranked him isn't back. crazy. It's not like you said he's the fourth best. No, you ranked him in like top twenty. Yeah, all right. 18. Okay, 18. eighteen. The difference between eighteen and twenty-two is negligent. It's fine. All I right. don't think he's there, but whatever. <laughs> so moving on because we got we, we're near okay. wrap up time, believe it or not. I'm gonna run down the list again. I like got, Montgomery. I'm okay. glad for you guys that did that. Great, you need to stop talking now because we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> the four man booth is turning into Congress and we can't have that. All right, so number one, we've got Saquon Barkley, we've got Elliot at two, Christian McCaffrey at three, uh Alvin Kamara at four begrudgingly. Number five is Joe Mixon. Get on the train. Choo choo. Choo choo. 
Number six is Melvin Gordon, but we may move him down because this holdout looks like it's going to be prolonged. Number seven, we've got he who shall not be named in Arizona. Number eight is James Conner. Number nine is Le'Veon Bell. And number 10 is Dalvin Cook. 11, we've got Todd Gurley followed by Leonard Fournette at 12. Nick Chubb comes in at number 13. Carrion Johnson at 14. And Aaron Jones rounds out the top 15. Number 16 is Devontae Freeman, mainly because I love him. Number 17 is Damian Williams, mainly because I love Devontae Freeman more than Damian Williams. Number 18 is Philip Lindsay, mainly because Cinch loves him. Number 19 is Marlon Mack, because we think Indy's going to be better. Number 20 is Josh Jacobs, because it's Gruden. It's good old-time foreign football. Number 21 is Carrion Drake. 22 is Tariq Cohen. 23 is David Montgomery, which is a ranking I think I will live to regret not giving no, him higher. I think he's, he's going to uh, outperform that. Number 24 is Mark Ingram. Number 25 is Sony Michelle. We round out the top with number 26, Derek Henry. All right, so before we move on to final thoughts, which is your RB uh, thing, RB plans, in that, huh? who's the one guy in the bottom half of this list that is going to possibly shock us and end up in the top 10 in the oh, bottom top half 10? of this list. Well, you know what? I'll just, let's just take like the bottom seven or eight. So I'm going to count from the bottom. Derek Henry, Sony, Michelle, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery, and Tariq Cohen. Let's take the bottom five on our list. Which one of those has the best chance? Not saying pick one to crack the top 10, but if you were said, well, if one of them's going to make it, it's going to be this guy. Who do you got? Let's start with Craig. Uh, out of those guys, Tariq. You think Tariq Cohen, if anybody's going to make it, Tariq Cohen's going to make it. It's going to be him. Sean. Who are the top five guys? So the five names are Derrick Henry, Sony Michelle, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery, and Tariq Cohen. Uh, Who would shock you the least making the top ten? The least? Yeah. Who would be the least shocking? Oh, least shocking for me is Henry because I haven't met anyway. Okay. So there you go. I think he's going to be a focus point. I don't think any of them are there. But, but if, if one if snuck in, I've got to pick one. I might pick Montgomery. I don't think any of them are there. I don't think Mike Davis, and and that's true. Montgomery might be that guy, just because I don't think Davis is going to be the, the the workhorse, and 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 Cohen is just the. the I, I don't think Sony Michelle guy. will be healthy for sixteen games. Okay. Based on what the Patriots did in the playoffs. And the Patriots don't use one running back. They, they, they're they a much more system-oriented and game-planning-oriented team. Yeah. I like David Montgomery. I, I probably should have given him more points. Woo! He should have been higher in the list. <laughs> I, I backed Mitchell Yay! Trubisky. If the Bears win three games this year, I may never be listened to again. Final thoughts time. Give me a running back or a prediction about running backs that you think is a bold take. Let's start with Mr. Craig. Um, same thing I have been saying. I think Kenyon Drake is going to break the top 15 oh, running backs. Wow. How? Be- I don't. <laughs> That's a fair question. Because, because of Fitz magic. Oh, Jesus. That's Again, why. Fitz magic is the backup. Is he? Yes, he is. Is he? Still? Yes. No. I Hold on. Let me so. check. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, he is. he's still the starting quarterback. Wait, let me see if it work. changed. It's a as, fair it's As a of fair right question. now, he is still the starting quarterback <laughs> oh, in Miami. It's and just, I think do not sleep on Kenyon Drake this year. If they haven't been good yet, why would Drake be good now? Moving on. Cinch, what's your full take? I think Dalvin Cook is going to have a really good year. I thought that way last year. Yeah, you did. And, I was and younger. Ma- but see, here's the thing. <laughs> Everybody out there who does fantasy, yeah. how many times have you picked a guy and said, this guy's going to be big, and you were off by one season? Oh, like every year this of is my the, career. This is the one season. 
Dalvin Cook has the right offensive coordinator, has a good enough quarterback, a yeah, good enough tight end, healthy? and good enough receivers. Can he not be hurt? I'm banking on him, yes. I'm saying he will. All, All right, right, Sean. I mean, I can see Cook doing that. He can be from for me for 11. He could be in the top 10 easily. Um, <laughs> it's one spot. Well, it's one spot, but he could be higher than uh, three or four more people. I think Carrion Johnson could be in the same position. I have him at 15. I could see him in the top 10. I I think he's that good. So Okay. Especially with that offense uh, with and I think Stafford is better than what people are telling people are uh, you know telling everyone else is. So Okay. Uh for me it's I'm uh, we've got Barkley, Zeke, uh McCaffrey and Kamara in the top 4. I'm going to tell you right now, my hot take is one of those, and only one of those guys is going to end up in the top three. There it is. There's my hot take. Only one of them is going to end up in the top three. Why are people flipping each other off? What is this? Real quick, real quick. Is there a guy that we haven't mentioned that you could see getting up into the worthy of mention, put it that way? Top 15, maybe top 20? No. Smith? (laughs) No. Um, Honestly, Penny? Frank Gore. I mean, Jarek McKinnon is still floating around in San Francisco. He's and on the, uh, really he's on the list. McKinnon. He's on the PUP list, but he's not done for the year, right? What about Penny in in, in Seattle? Penny, maybe? If he takes over the job? Penny? I mean, CJ Anderson's yeah, in yeah, Detroit, yeah. and you never know what's going to happen there. I'm hearing Theo Riddick's probably going to get cut. So, anyway. we New offensive coordinator in Tennessee. Deion Lewis could potentially I see, pop I think Derek if Derrick Henry... Well, see, that's the thing. I think they've it's the got, other way around. They've got two guys. If one guy isn't there, then it's all on the other guy. Right. So one of those yeah. two could pop and become high. An interesting debate for us to continue off the air because, believe it or not, we are completely out of time. Uh, next week, we will be back with the wide receiver rankings. And then after that are everybody else rankings because we just don't feel like spending an entire episode on tight ends. So uh, in the meantime... Leave us a review wherever you listen to us. If you have any questions, send us a tweet at FignutsDFS or email us FignutsDFS at gmail.com. We thank you as always for listening. I thank our guest contributors for making time to both come down here tonight. And uh, it's a very warm, very crowded booth, but we appreciate everyone getting in here and giving their opinions because it really was fantastic. I'm warm. Um, until then, next week, I am Brit. I'm Craig. Hey, Green Bay, Rodgers is overrated. Ah, I'm and we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Good night, everybody. <laughs>